time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out! With Paul. Paul is in the studio and it's book day reading. Check it out. Check meaning book in Korean. Today is really, really, really good. Oh, it's a great fantastic. book. So give us a little intro. Who's the translator as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is Seven Years of Darkness, Chilnyone Ban, which I guess you could literally translate as Seven Years of Night. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's by Jung Yoo Jung, translated by Cheong Kim. Uh, Jung Yoo Jung is the queen of psychological thrillers here in oh. Korea. Um, and we get a proper thrilling mystery. Where seven years before, Soon's father has murdered his mother along with a young girl and her father, and he's flooded a whole village, killing many more. What? But okay. could there be more to that fateful night? And so one realizes. Wow, that does sound like a rather grand scale of things that we've uh, maybe not done a book quite like this before. So uh, we've talked about Chong Yu Jong before on the show, right? Uh, we have. We've done her The Good Son. I think we did that two years ago, almost Ooh. two years ago, wow. uh, which is a brilliant thriller as well. Uh, she's born in 1966 in Hampyong in Cholanam, the province, where they have the Butterfly Festival right now. A Butterfly Festival? You've wow. not heard of the Hampyong Butterfly Festival? No, I'm, I was reading about Butterfly Butterflies yesterday and talking about a chrysalis with my daughter and she was so interested. Can I go? Is it now? Yeah, I, I right, believe it's take, this week. Take the show then. I'll be back yeah, later. <laughs> you, you look it up while I while I okay. while I talk. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so she started off as a nurse, studied nursing, worked as a nurse for five years, then went into working in uh, into uh, health insurance for nine years, and she'd always wanted to be a writer, mm. but her family disapproved oh. her uncle had been a playwright and he died in poverty oh no um and so she she kept sort of putting it off and then eventually she did do it um and at the age of 41 she won the sege youth literary literature competition about 15 years ago nice um so her novels sort of they come from her career as a nurse but also her interest in sort of um crime and what goes on there wow and uh, they've been translated into other languages in 19 countries <gasps> unfortunately we only have two books by her in English Aww. The Good Son and Seven Years of Darkness but they're both brilliant fantastic stuff you are right about this butterfly festival oh, no, I know I'm right about it it says May 2022 on the Yonup News calendar until May 8th it's yeah, running so I this know. weekend yeah. isn't your show about culture in Korea not butterflies though we don't oh. know Butterflies on the show. There's I love butterflies. <laughs> some haters. Uh, we also have Cheon Kim on the show regularly, the translator. Yeah, she's one of our regular translators. She's translated something like 18 books from Korean to English. We featured a fair number of them on the show. Wow. In fact, we featured her a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yes, I think everyone who's been listening uh, knows about her, knows uh, what she's like as a translator. She started off as a lawyer, translated as a hobby. Now she does it full time. Mm. And, uh, yeah. She's a reliable translator. If her name is on the cover of the book, you're going to get a good translation. Fantastic. You know, I really do value lots of varied experience in a career. Of course, it's great if you're a specialist in one thing, but if you've done a completely different job, then turn to writing or translating, I feel that your experiences can be pulled upon to make your work even better. So 
anyone out there who's like thinking, oh, I've done this job, now I want to do that job, don't think of that as a negative. That no. will be a positive. No, I, th- I think... I think... Maybe, maybe 50 years ago, a, a job was for life. Mm. Nowadays, it feels like people transition from one job in their 20s and 30s, maybe another in middle age, maybe yeah. another as they're reaching retirement, maybe another if they can't afford retirement. <laughs> so, yes, it's always good to switch and change. Go where the wind blows. Uh, we're going to get to our first reading. If you're listening for the first time, that's what we do. We've got three excerpts that have been translated beautifully into English. Where are we going to start on this very dark tale. We're going to start at the beginning of the book as Soan sort of introduces a little bit of what happened seven years before. The early morning of September 12th, 2004 was the last time I was firmly on my father's side. I didn't know anything at that time. Not that he'd been arrested, nor that my mother was dead, nor what had happened overnight. Only as Mr. Ahn led me out of the barn at Seryong Ranch did I become certain that something was gravely wrong. Two police cars blocked the road leading up to the ranch, the flashing red and blue lights bruising the older trees. Insects skittered through the lights. The sky was still dark, the fog dense, Keep it safe, okay? Mr. Arn whispered, referring to his cell phone, which he'd given to me earlier. An officer ushered us into a squad car. I caught glimpses of the devastation as we drove through. The damaged bridge, the roads underwater, the destroyed streets, the tangle of fire engines and police cars and ambulances, the helicopter circling the black sky. Seryong Village, our home for the past two weeks, had been completely destroyed. I was afraid to ask what had happened. I didn't dare look at Mr. Arn. I feared I might learn something terrible. The squad car pulled up to the police station in Sunchon on the other side of the mountain. The cops separated us. Two detectives were waiting for me in a small room. Just tell us what happened to you, one of them instructed. Not what you heard or what you imagine. Got it? I knew I couldn't cry. I had to calmly tell them what happened last night so that they would let Mr. Arn and me go. Then we could go find Dad and check that Mum was safe. They listened. As I explained. So let me make sure I understand, the same detective said. You played hide-and-seek tonight with a girl who died two weeks ago. Not hide-and-seek, red light, green light. And we're doing the book by uh, Chong Yu-jong, Seven Years of Darkness, Chilion Ebum, translated by Chi Young Kim. What an opening reading to get you gripped and wondering just what on earth is going on. Oh, it's a good one. Uh, Kay from the Caribbean says, it's got me intrigued. Playing with a girl who died two weeks prior and... The story you said related to a murder, but there seems to have been some sort of natural disaster. The whole village in devastation. Somebody did it. Wow. Somebody opened up the floodgates of the dam. Oh, literally. the village. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've got Sherry Osmond saying, it starts off with such a loss of innocence, not knowing what the father did. But now I'm very curious about the game with the dead girl as well. You should be, Sherry. Yeah, Siska's saying, oh, like Squid Game, red light, green light. Uh, Yeah, but this was written in 2011. So this is not the sequel to Squid Game. 
game predates it. But it is it. the game that's featured in Squid Game. Uh-huh. Uh, and Donna in New York says, uh, Paul, I read a third of the book, but I had to drop it. Gruesome, yet the underwater world was hypnotic. I realized I stopped reading her other book about the kid and his mother too, The Good Son. Yeah. Oh. Look, Donna, I, I understand um, these sort of psychological thrillers are not for everyone. Mm. Um, I, keep it, I keep it PG here on the show. Sure. So, um, but I do know what you mean. There are moments in this book that can be hard to read and can be triggering for some people. But for me, it, it, it just, the way that she, she, she writes the world and writes the characters, you find yourself sucked into this story and experience the darkness together. Wow, I am sucked in as well. So what's going on here? The real kind of cliffhanger for me is playing with a girl who died two weeks ago. So the main character of this book is, is so on, I assume. Yes. And then... Did she really play with a girl that was dead two weeks ago? Was the girl not dead? Was it a ghost? What's going on there? Well, he, so uh-huh. on, is okay. being haunted and so is his father. Haunted by a girl his age, oh. a girl that died two weeks before, a girl that was killed by his father. By his father? Yes. And so she is haunting the guy that killed her, but also his son? Yes. We'll get to that in a little bit, though. Uh Um, So first of all, the book starts seven years later. So it's 2011. This incident happened in 2004. Sowon is now 18, Mm -hmm. and he's returned to this area where the tragic incident happened. Okay. And he's with Mr. Arm. Who's Mr. Arm, by the way? So Mr. Arm was his father's former employee. He actually lived with the family, and he was sharing a room with Sowon. Okay. Um, And he's been taking care of him for the past seven years because basically after his father was sentenced to death for killing these people yeah. uh, his family couldn't accept him so, so on yeah so oh, he's no. basically kicked out oh, so mr arns looked after him and uh, he's basically he's had a really tough seven years mm. uh for the for starters his face was everywhere when he was a kid oh no um so people would recognize him as the son of the murderer oh, dear. um and then Every time he tried to attend a new school, within a few weeks or days, old copies of a magazine with articles about what happened and his face on the cover Uh would appear on the desks. Oh. As if someone was sending them to the school. Oh. And he'd have to move on. So he and Mr. Arn have been travelling from town to town to town to town for the past seven years, never quite settling anywhere. This little girl could be haunting them through the magazines, I feel. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to say anything yet. So uh, Mr. Arn basically saved his life on that night. And he's doing his best to look after him. He's, okay. a, he's a bit of a loser. He wants to be a writer, but he's never been published. Mm. And he's, he's, a, he's a trained diver, an expert diver. And he's okay. actually trained someone as well. But they're, sort of, they're just scraping by. Mm-hmm. And his father is on death row. He's going to be executed in maybe the next few days. Wow. And reporters are hounding so on. And then suddenly Mr. Arn disappears. Oh. And uh, there are two packages that arrive for so on. Okay. One has a notebook, a USB drive, a scrapbook, and a thick stack of paper. And it's actually a manuscript, a manuscript for a book written by Mr. Arn. Wow. That details what happened in 2004 like a novel. Ah. And the second box has a copy of the magazine that ruined his life. And one of his old shoes, it's got his name written on the tongue of the shoe. It's random. And, and he lost this shoe at Seryong Lake seven years ago. Oh, what does it mean? Well, he doesn't know, and he <laughs> wants to find out, so he starts reading this manuscript. So mm-hmm. we get a book within the book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Mr. An, An Song Wan, describes what happens. Mm-hmm. So he was working as a guard at the lake. He lived next to the owner of the nearby arboretum, Dr. Mm-hmm. Oh Young Jae. He was a dentist. Yep. And his daughter, Dr. Oh's daughter, Seryong, is a very lonely, very unhappy girl. 11 oh. years old, her mother has disappeared, 
And one one day, Anne actually found her standing outside in the middle of the night oh, in just her underwear, covered in bruises. What? He rushed her to the local clinic. The father arrives, starts accusing him of kidnapping her, of being a paedophile. Oh, dear. And takes the daughter home. But the girl, at the time she denies it, she says, I was playing red light, green light with a cat. Okay. And, and this man helped me. And it seems like her father, Dr. O, is hiding something. I'm suspecting the father too. Yeah. So we come to the fateful night at the end of August. It's Sedong's birthday. Mm-hmm. But she's got no friends, no one to celebrate Aww. with. Dresses up in her mother's clothes, has a party with her dolls. Okay. Meanwhile, Che Hyun-soo, who's So-won's father, is mm-hmm. drinking in a bar in Gwangju. Mm-hmm. He's an ex-baseball player who now does security. He's taken a job working at the dam at the lake. They're mm-hmm. due to move there in a few days, and he's meant to be going to visit to see the house. Okay. Meanwhile, Dr. O's wife, Hyung, she's run away from him three months before. Disappeared, right? Yeah. And on this day, uh, he's just lost his divorce battle in court. Uh-huh. For two years, she's been secretly documenting his physical and sexual abuse of her. Oh, no. And also his physical abuse of Sedion. Oh, we were right to suspect. And he is angry. Uh-huh. And when he arrives home, he finds this complete mess that Sedion has made with her little party. She's put on her mother's makeup, her mother's clothes. Uh-oh. There's candles lit. He flies into a rage. He uh-huh. savagely beats her. He knocks out her front teeth. No. Uh, she manages to throw a heavy candle at him and escapes out the window. Uh, he searches for her, but he can't find her. At the same time, Mr. Ahn is going diving at the lake. Okay. He's looking for inspiration as a writer. And this lake has a village submerged beneath it. Oh, this, that's like uh, some an, true villages. Yeah, career, right? an old village that was flooded. Okay. And he wants to explore and take some f- video footage. Uh-huh. And he thinks maybe there's a story here for me. Okay. At the same time, Che, someone's father, is drunkenly now driving to the lake. Oh, no. Uh, he loses his way in the fog. He turns a bend. He sees a flash of white. And too late to stop, he hits... The little girl. No. He can't believe what's happened. Uh, She's dying. She's almost dead. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to take the blame. He takes her to the bridge at the lake and he dumps her body in the water. Oh, At the same time, Mr. Arn is coming up from his dive. He's Uh slowly decompressing, going metre by Uh metre. And he sees the body fall into the depths and he recognises the girl. It's traumatising. And he's not allowed to dive here. He shouldn't be here. And he's worried he could be a suspect. (gasps) So he says nothing. Oh, Che somehow manages to drive back to Seoul in a daze, gets the car fixed, disposes of his bloody clothes, and a few days later, he and his family drive down to the lake to to move there, as if nothing has happened. As if he's not been there. Dr. O, meanwhile, is searching for his daughter. And at first, he he suspects Mr. Ahn. Yes. And he uses all sorts of tricks to search his house, to get info. He also searches around the lake, and he finds a scrap of cloth in the water. (gasps) And it's the same as what Sedan was wearing. Oh. And her body is found. And as O thinks about the night she was killed, he remembers a detail. Oh, what was that detail? Let's find out in the second reading. When he got home, the Matisse was parked in front of 102. What a pathetic car for a giant like Che Hyun-soo to drive. It made more sense for the guy's wife. Young Jae noticed the glow-in-the-dark skull hanging from the rearview mirror. It looked familiar, but he couldn't place it. He thought of the day before, when Hyun-soo had pulled up in the Matisse while his son was studying Se-ryong's poster. Young Jae didn't like how the boy was looking at his daughter. He wanted to kick him in the seat of his pants and tell him to get away from her. 
The giant in the Matisse had pulled up right then, and though he was initially cowed by Hyunsu's size, he quickly saw that the man was timid, self-conscious and flustered, but the kid had balls. He more than made up for his loser of a father. Had Sejong ever defended her father with that much loyalty? Yongjae combed through his memories for a while but gave up. What was he doing? He was standing in front of his dark, empty house, searching for proof that his dead daughter had loved him. Did Hyung even know her daughter was dead? Sejong's death was all over the news and her so-called mother hadn't even called. Who was the better parent now? He was used to rage coursing through his veins. But now the exact opposite feeling overtook him. A cool wave of sorrow made him stagger and he sat down on the steps. Yongjae stared vaguely at the cars parked in front of him, his BMW, the Matisse, white Matisse skull. A memory so trivial that it had almost trickled away finally floated to the surface. Three trailers had been transporting steel plates. A Matisse had changed lanes to let him pass near the Sedan rest area. He had honked and sped by. That glow-in-the-dark skull had been grinning at him through the Matisse's windshield. That was Friday night, the night Sedan went missing. Could it have been Hyunsu's car? How many people had a white Matisse with a glow-in-the-dark skull like that? If it was, what did it mean? There had been a second car on the Lakeshore Road that night when he went out looking for Sejong. The second car had sped along before suddenly stopping, then disappeared after about 20 minutes. What had happened in those 20 minutes? He imagined Sejong screaming in terror, crawling through the gap under the doors, or maybe she had jumped out onto the road right when the car drove by. Yongjae stood up and walked to the Lakeshore Road. A red-orange full moon hung in the dark sky. He walked slowly into the night, listening to the water and his own footsteps. So he's got an inkling something's wrong. Does he think it was Trey oh, that did it? He's got more than an inkling. Oh. Dr. O knows now. He just knows. He knows. He's pretty sure. And he's starting to plan his revenge. Oh. Meanwhile, Che Hyun-soo, someone's father, and his mm. wife Unju are not getting on. Okay. He's drinking heavily, more than before, and deeply troubled by what he's done. He's haunted by the death of this girl. Of course. And Unju, his wife, is angry at him for the way he's behaving. Someone's caught in the middle. Mr. An, he's looking after him because they're sharing a room. Okay. Che starts dreaming of the girl, and strangely, so does so on. Oh. He dreams of her calling to him, calling him to play. Wow. And Mr. Arne is investigating as well. He wants to get to the bottom of what has happened. And now, oh, he's sure. He knows what happened, mm -hmm. and he's now working out how to cause the most harm to Che and his family. He's not going to go through the authorities then. No. We and we flash back to the present for a moment. Mm -hmm. Someone receives a letter from the prison saying that his father has just been executed. Mm. And then we head back into Anne's story. And there's a lot that goes on in terms of O's revenge. I'm mm. not going to explain it all here. Okay. But it climaxes with the kidnapping of Soon, the imprisonment of his mother, and then the capture and torture of Che in the control room of the dam. Because Dr. O has a little surprise for him. Oh, my goodness. This isn't the tale that we were thinking at the beginning, where Che was the mastermind of everything. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area.
Just wait, Yongjae said. The spotlights are going to go on soon, but before that happens, tell me about the night you ran over my daughter. She was still alive after you hit her. She would have died if you left her there, so why did you go the extra step? Why did he? Hyunsu had asked himself that very question hundreds of times. Yongjae stood up, shifting the club in his hand. Answer! He struck Hyunsu on the chin. This time Hyunsu couldn't even let out a sound. His eyes rolled toward the back of his head, and the fragments of conjecture he had piled up to deduce Yongjae's plan scattered. Something rattled. Maybe a broken piece of jaw or a tooth. Hyunsu looked down, shaking as blood poured out of his mouth. The floor turned red. Only his feet looked white, one bare and the other encased in a cast. Where was his shoe? Did Yongjae take it off to bind his ankles together? What had he been wearing? His dress shoe? His boot? His sneaker? A light began to flicker in his cloudy consciousness as he tried to extract it. He forgot his pain for a second. A naked horror swept over him and his heart pumped violently. He had finally figured out what had flickered in his mind right before he lost consciousness. So one's basketball shoes. They hadn't just been a warning. They hinted at Yongjae's revenge plan. That was why Hyunsu was in the control room. Yongjae was going to force him to be a spectator, a helpless witness. On the dark, foggy screen, a wave of light blinked and streamed in from the edges, cutting through the wall of fog. Hansoldung came into view, but the ground and the brush were not visible, only the old, twisted pine tree. The light moved like the second hand on a clock, passing along the branches and shining on the trunk, illuminating someone sitting, tied to it, terror-filled eyes, mouth covered in tape, water risen to his chest, so on. Wow. So, so at the beginning of the book, we're led to believe that it's Choi Hun Su that has done all this. Yeah. And then we find out here towards the end that it's not. And then Soon's there, but Soon's alive seven years later. So he doesn't die here, right? Or does he? Is that an imagination? Or does he? No, he's alive. Oh, okay. No, he's, he's, he's alive. He's definitely alive. All right. Um, we know the outcome, or at least at the start of the book, we thought we did. Uh-huh. We know that Che's wife's body is found. She's dead. We okay. know that Che is arrested for murder, for uh-huh. flooding the village as well. Yeah. Oh, Dr. O is presumed dead, but his body is never found. Oh, oh, Dr. O. And then the final act of the book, you will find you breathless. You will be turning page after page after page. I'm not going to say anything more because it's just too good to not get your hands on. You oh, have wow. to get it. I've got chills reading it. I've got chills now. I can't wait for more of her books to be translated because she really is the queen of psychological thrillers. Wow. It is terrifying in the best of ways. No, it may not be for everyone, but if you like a good thriller... This is a real page turner. Wow. You, you talked about Chong, you know, and her experiences as a nurse and things like this, but this seems rather dark. Was this inspired by anything in, in her life? Uh, yes, not, not necessarily her immediate life, but uh-huh. in her neighbourhood. There was a real-life incident in her apartment complex, a flyer on the wall saying they were looking for an 11-year-old boy who'd gone missing. Oh, no. The next day, there was a news article to say he'd been hit and, hit and killed by a drunk driver, but there, was, <sighs> there were other circumstances surrounding this case that inspired this story. Oh. And basically, it, it made her think about how 
someone may tell their side of the story, someone else tells another, mm -hmm. and it's very hard to know what is the truth, what wow. really happened. Um, and she's also said that this book is a thriller in which a man who kills a girl does everything to protect his son from the victim's father. Oh, I didn't mm. feel that at the beginning of the story. You've got to read the whole book. Wow. You've got to read the whole book. And um, if you don't have time for the book, though, there is a movie. Oh, really? Of the same name. I think it, the English title is Seven Years of Night. It came out in 2018. Uh -huh. It stars Lee Sung-rong and Jang Dong-gun. I haven't seen it, yeah. uh, so I can't comment on how good it is. Um, if you don't have time for the novel, you could watch the movie, but I would say read the novel. It's well worth it. Oh, I totally missed that. That flew under the radar, but yeah, big, big cast there. Uh, yeah, it really is. So, um, But, but uh, as always, the book is almost always better than the movie. Mm -hmm. I think I'll agree with you on that. So many getting sucked into this. Our listeners, Tropical K saying, this is heavy. Revenge on an epic scale. It feels like there's a lot of evil in the village itself. Ooh, well, I can't comment on that, uh, but there are some evil moments. And uh, Tropic Girl saying, the little girl could have been imagined to, like an imaginary friend to cope with whatever horrible things happened mm. around him or her. Yeah, what Ooh. about that like supernatural aspect? Does there that get tied up? I'm not going to say anything. Okay. You've right. got to read the book. All right. <laughs> I, I know, look, I, I, sometimes I spoil the ending for you, mm -hmm. but especially when it's a big, twisty thriller. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's doing the book a disservice if I tell you everything. Absolutely. Um, some books, you need to know the ending to know you want to read it. This book, if you knew the ending, well, mm. that just wouldn't be any fun. Okie dokie. Uh, Miss Bredeker said, I haven't read a good page turner and I don't know how long. Sounds like a must read to get my hands on or maybe the audio book version if there is one. I I'm not sure if there is, but certainly this is a, a thick book. It's a, it's a big read. Uh, it took me most of yesterday to read it, but I loved reading it. Wow, it does sound brilliant, doesn't it? And I was going to say it should be turned into a movie, but it already has. Exactly. Uh, fantastic stuff. We have to pick out a winner. 21 Crush from the US says, I heard the rest of the second reading and it was very interesting. I'll be able to listen to the entirety as well. Sad to hear that someone's dad is always doing some heavy drinking and lots of these tragic stories. Yeah. Alcohol does play a role. Uh, 21 saying, I hope his dad gets better. But we did find out he did get executed, right? Oh, oh. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. You've got to read the book. Right, you, can't, right. you can't tease anything else out of me. Okay. 21 Crush, you are the winner of the TTMIK three-month voucher. Tutubaka! Paul was itching to say that. I was. <laughs> thank you so much for a brilliant thriller today, Paul. Uh, thank you. Thanks to everyone. Thanks, as always, to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for the help with copyright permission for this broadcast. Thank you to Jung Yoo Jung for brilliant writing and to Chiang Kim for excellent translation. Next week, we will have the story of Hong Gil. Dong by Min Su Kang. It's a very traditional, very old story. He's updated it into English. Oh, the story of Hong Gil Dong. Get your hands on it if you want to follow along next week. Yeah, some people compare it to Robin Hood with a bit more supernatural in it. Uh, Robin looking Hood, forward Robin to Hood riding through the glen. <laughs> Robin Hood, Robin Hood, with Will his we men get a Hong Gil Dong steals song from the rich, next time. gives to the poor. Robin Hood, Robin what Hood. What is that from? Robin Paul? Hood. It's an old. It's a, some TV show or movie. I used to like Maid Marian and her Merry Men. I love that, that TV show awesome too. too. It's not Korean, but if you can <laughs> find it on the internet, it's worth watching. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye! You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST. 